Jesse, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. What's up, what's up, peoples? You already know it's your boy Pistol Pete and that yard talk. Today we got, you know what I'm saying? My boy, player from the West Coast, as we continue with this West Coast journey. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my Armenian people out there in the West Coast and all across the globe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to all of them and all that and all their struggles and all their fights and all that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them and all blessings. Uh, and with that being said, you know, listen, man, I want to get right to it. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, my boy, uh, player from the West Coast. He represents for the Armenian peoples. You know what I'm saying? And uh, his story is legendary, man. You know what I'm saying? He's been through some shit, and he's here today to share it with us. And with that being said, let's just get right to it, man. It's your boy, Pistol P. Y'all talk. When you in that Tampa Bay area, make sure you reach out to my boy, Gus Torres, man. If you want anything that has to do with real estate, man. Make sure you hit them up. You get the lowest prices and the finest houses, man. Trust me when I tell you. But don't forget to mention my name. You already know that Pistol Peter get you that early discount. And that's my brother, man, Gus Torres. You already know, out in the Tampa Bay area. Make sure you hit them up, man. Sell, buy, invest, all that. Make sure you hit them up, man, because he focused with that out there. Tampa Bay, you already know, it's your boy Pistol, man. Get at me. You already know what it is, your boy Pistol Pete. Welcome to Dog in the Yard. It's that yard talk today. And today we got player in the motherfucking building, straight from the fucking West Coast. You know what I'm saying? What's up, player? How you been, man? Yo, what's going on? How's everything, How you brother? doing, Pete? Everything is good, man. How you been? How's everything? Man, everything is lovely right now as far as uh, my life is concerned, but uh, a few road bumps with uh, the countries that, that I come from. Okay. Uh, both my countries is affected at the moment. I'm Lebanese Armenian. Okay. And uh, as, as everybody knows from the news and um, all the protests that's going on and stuff right. like that, you know, um, there's a real great injustice going on against my people. Mm. Um, you know, we've already been through a genocide already, 1915, and uh, Turks and, and Azeris, they're trying to basically twist up another story and try to just so they can just so they could start a genocide again like the like where where the genocide ended right they want to pick that up and continue on and just slaughter us and take over our country and stuff like that but um it's a real it's a real deep wound for armenians mm. you know um it's something like that looms over your head that like you you feel inside that man these these dudes probably gonna pull up one day and try to do the same thing that they did to our grandfathers and our forefathers and, and whatnot so okay. it you know keeps you on your toes and when you hear things like that going on in the news and um and you know me growing up in la being from the streets and stuff like that i'm already a hothead it's just you know low-key gets me gets me riled up right know? and um and everybody else around us yeah i know i came out here you know and i see everybody they, they repping the flags and stuff 
You know, Definitely. you know, so, yeah. you know, so I see that. We're really proud. We're really, you know. Is it proud? Yeah, you should be. Yeah. I mean, I mean we've, we're scattered all around the world. There's only three three million Armenians right now in, in Armenia. Right. Um, there's about nearly 10 to 11 million in the diaspora around the world, from mm. Europe to South America. Majority of us are here in L.A. That's okay. why we kick up so much dust. That's why you hear so much, because... Um, all of us as entrepreneurs, you know, all, everything we we touch, we try to make it into gold. So, we, you know, we, we try to we try to um, speak the loudest here in Los Angeles for our culture. Of course. So, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yep. appreciate that, man. Yeah, but with that being said, right, um, I want to get into right into the, uh, you know, to, to, to that yard talk. You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. take that yard talk with yeah. you. So, you know, um, uh, where you actually from and all that? Where you was raised and all that? So, you know, out here in Los Angeles and stuff. Yeah, I'm Ar I'm Armenian. Um, you know, there's 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 a few Armenian gangs. You know, you know, predominantly, you know, mm. West Side Armenian power. Um, a lot of most Armenians, if you they you know, growing up in L.A. in the streets, um, you know, if they wanna if they wanna join a gang, if you're if you're Armenian, that's where usually you fall under. But um, growing up. I didn't grow on grow up on that side of town. I was more in the valley, North Valley in area, eight one eight area, where majority was um, Hispanic. Okay. People. So uh, my brother and I, from a young from a young age, we we were already like hotheads. Like I was saying, back from our country, we come from a war stricken country. You right. Know, like Lebanon, for instance. Um, the you know the day I was born, they blew the Marine barracks and the Le Le the American embassy. Oh, the day shit. of. And uh, it's a very wild country. We were born during a civil war. So it's, it's that mentality and, um, you know, being against authority figures was always in us. So, okay. you know, naturally, the streets was very inviting to us. So at what age you got to, you came here? We came uh, five, five or six years old. Okay. And, um, you know, just being in Glendale. Okay. I grew up around Armenian people, a lot, majority Armenians, and there was a lot of Hispanics too, a lot of race riots and stuff like that during high school, a lot of homies being killed in high school. You see the, the stuff like that, 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 that just like, you know, sharpens you up into, into, being, into being a little bit more aggressive than the average high school kid. So what, so what, uh, what, uh, at what year you start getting in trouble and stuff like that, you know, uh, being raised out here in Los Angeles? Yes. On the west side, right? Yeah, like 15, 16 years old, we we were we were doing all sorts of stuff, man. We would uh, we would we would rob, we would, we would uh, stab, we we would hit up walls. We'd we'd try to do everything in our power. I grew up a South Sider, you right. know what I'm saying? Like like all my homies was Mexican, so naturally it was um, if you know getting into a hood, it's gonna be a South Side hood. Mm. And um, I'm from neighborhood South Side Riders. Okay. It's a 13 gang. It's a it's a South Side. It's a Mexican Mafia gang. Okay. So basically, we pay our dues to the Mexican Mafia, in and outside. Okay. You know and on the streets and in and on the yard. And um, but it's it's a, it's two it's two different worlds. For me, gang banging and being on the streets and as a South Sider was 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 extremely like like it it like. You get excited. It's it's a, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother like thing. It's a whole, just like, a whole new vibe. Yeah, yeah. You always like trying to catch some uh, some sort of excitement. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, 
you're on the, it's like an offense. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So on the yard, it's more like a defense. And, um, you know, soon when I'll tell you about it, you know, yeah. it's like, it, it was a whole nother, it was a whole so, nother so, way so, of so, game so, when I hit the yard. So doing all, as far as you, you know, you getting, you know, being out here and, and getting raised out in the, you know, in the hood, uh, and going to jail at 15. So you went to jail to juvenile? Uh, no, I, I didn't hit, the first time I went was 18. I, you know, I didn't get caught up until I was 18 years old. Okay. 18 years old, I hit county for the first time. For what? Uh, for In LA County, we were, um, it was, I believe it was uh, embezzlement. Okay. Just ro like robbing, robbing some some stores and stuff like that 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 we used to work with and things like that. And, um, and then what happened? Yeah, it just get, you get a little stint, like a one week or two weeks, and there's just not enough room for prisoners or or, or people. Oh, in so LA you came home? Yeah, they just release you right away. Okay. So you know you're gonna do dirt and you're gonna come back out in like a week or two, and you know but this was this was this, but this is when you was 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So. What, when do you went back and, 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 and Basically, went back to jail? You know, like you came home and then what? Yeah, did you just come home for the first time actually when you hit LA County Jail? LA County Jail is very humbling, first and foremost. It was, it was rougher than, than prison. LA County Jail, you're programming hard. Mm. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's tough, boy. I mean, you, you're getting like into fights two, three times a day, riots cracking off, like all sorts of, uh, all sorts of riots, like with race, racial riots, mm -hmm. with the cops. Um, you got pedophiles coming in that you got to mop up real quick and things like that. And it's just, it, it's rough. And, and um, it, it was really, it was really an experience over there. The first, the first few times when I went in there, you know, you get checked. Cause you don't know, you know, like you from the streets, you acting like, you know, you could w use words that you ain't supposed to uh, use. Yeah. So it was the first time. So when you Exa went to that, yeah, that first, you know, when I did, when I told you when I did a week, that was rough. Mm. I, you know, we I got a calientada. I got I got 13 seconds in there. Like I didn't know this. It's, it's cordoned off. Certain sections is for the blacks. Certain sections is for the Southsiders, and certain sections is for the whites. And there's bunks. Okay. You can't cross from another man's bunk. So what happened is when I didn't know when it's count time and I was all, all the way on the other side of the room and stuff and, mm. um, at, at our dorm and the cops come in and it's count time and, and they trying to like, you know, like, yo, count time, they, br they break in and it's like mm -hmm. everybody's trying to zoom back to their spots. And like I said, I was just there a few, few days and uh, cut through some, uh, another race's uh, bunks and the big homies, they were like, yo, we got to show you real quick. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm light. I'm Armenian. I'm yes. a Southsider, but I'm still Armenian. Right. So a lot of homies, when they see that, you know, they're gonna put you to the test. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Just like the streets, you gotta make the loudest. You gotta be the loudest. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make the the most the the loudest um, effect in your hood right. in order for you to make a name because mm -hmm. you're the lightest. Okay. So uh, especially coming from you know like a so Southsider. you pull your coat early, real quick, real quick. It was your own kind though, like your own. Yeah, people. no, it's Southsiders. Yeah. Southsiders. Um, okay. Three big homies, two two dudes from uh, Westside 18. They're still good homies of mine. I still chop it up with them. It is what it is. You know, you can't take it personally. Got a boobop, 13 seconds. What is that? Uh, three three homies at the same time, 13 seconds. You just what your body and all that? Yeah, body shots, face shots, whatever. You just got to take it. And you can't curl up. You can't you can't do none of that. If you do that, it's got to reset. So you just got to pick one homie. 
rat. Just go at him, you know, just light it up with him while you get smacked from both sides from from, from other ones, basically. Okay, yeah. so so you No no kicking. There there's no kicking. Once a homie goes to the ground, they'll help you back back up into a thing. So ain't no kicking, ain't no knees, it's just it's just fists. Okay. You know, you still got that's your homie at the end of the day. You gotta show respect. So that week you went through that. Oh yeah. I, I've been I've been through worse the second time. When I, when okay, I, so you came home and then went back for yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. No, so um, I didn't. I didn't go back for a while. I didn't go back for a while. We st- we st- I started making money. I opened okay. up a um, a dispensary in 2006. Okay. One of the first dispensaries in Los Angeles too. Uh, we had um, my brother uh, Serge from Cookies Maywood. Um, we would grow. We would grow a little bit. We would slang a little bit. We would go up north and we would bring down like 60, 70 pounds. Every okay. week we were hustling. We, you know, from one shop to three shops from San Diego, San Fernando Valley, we had it on lock. Right. All my little homies that would um, come out or, you know, on parole, whatever, I would hook them up with jobs. So it was just my neighborhood and my shop. Every time somebody came in and disrespected, we would lock the doors, take them to the back, boobop them. Throw them out on the streets, like it was like a neighborhood store and shit like that. Like I gave opportunities so, so, to everybody. So then you got caught. Something happened. Uh, we lost them. We lost the stores. Oh, uh, a lot, lot of the stores was getting um, shut down mm. in in LA County. We started getting raided left to right. Um, they took my pops. They took my brother. They took all the homies. They got they they found us with a lot of straps, um, a lot of money, a lot of dope. So they basically took, took everything. Right. And um, a lot of us was gonna go down for it. And a lot of, a lot of my family members aren't, even, aren't American citizens. So I had to take the rap for them. Right. So um, a lot of situations opened up like that. Where, so like, how, just, how much time they gave you for that? Did you so go to trial? Like what happened with you? So they weren't trying to give me too much time for that. Um, I had some money owed to me. Okay. While I'm go- while I'm fighting these cases, right? I got I had I, I got raided twice, so I was fighting two different district attorneys, going to going to court damn near like every day of right. the week. Um, some people owed me money and um, thought you know I was washed up already. So, you know I caught my charges and my shops was closing and what whatnot. So I had to recoup it. So I kicked doors down, got my money. Sure enough, these these people told on me. Um, I got caught up for second degree robbery. Mm. I got caught up for second degree robbery with two different people because there was two different people in the house. So they're trying to give me like two strikes and I already had a strike. So okay. they're trying to give me like three strikes with that third strike just looming over my head. Right. Um, went to county, I was in county. That's for the like, one that of course you like, right? Yeah, the third, exactly. the third. yeah. So basically, but, but that's gotta be a hard third. Okay. It can't be a soft, 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 you know. I got you. It, it, it can't gotta be a, a soft, violent crime. It gotta, it gotta be a violent crime. It be a really violent crime okay, for, they, for them to strike you out. Okay. Uh, it's not like before. Okay. You know, the rules are changing in California all the time. Okay. So um, basically, you know, like I was in, I was already out on bail twice for those two other cases. So there's no, there's no room for me bailing out anymore. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, it's over. It was a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I even tried to give my passport to the judge. Hey, I had an ankle monitor and whatnot. Bitch wasn't having it. She was like, yo, like you, you gotta go. So I was in there. I stayed in, in county fighting my case for about 10 to 11 months. How was that? Oh man, it was rough. The, the first week, the first week I was in, we got into a riot with the LA County Sheriff's Department inside. 
And the first seven days. It was rough, bro. I mean, what they, happened? My, my G, they came in. They, they, came, they came in looking for, for one of the homies trying to pull him out. Now, you got to understand, there's a lot of, lot of politics and stuff like that in there that, that, uh, and, and homies that pay off cops to do their dirt, too. It's not just the uh, homies doing it. Mm. It's just it, there's a lot of cops doing it, too. So you have a lot of crooked cops. And this is before Lee Baca, uh, the, the head sheriff, got, um, got caught up by the FBI. So I'm talking about L.A. County like back in the days when you used to get killed by the cops, like right, the, yeah, the yeah, inmates yeah. was getting killed you get out, right. You get out the car and they beat you up and all kind of shit. Yeah, all sorts of shit. Right. So um, they came in trying to take a homie and drop him to another tank where supposedly there was a kite from the streets that he, he needed to go, but the paperwork was never touching down at our, at our place. So you can't just do that. You can't just come get a homie and, and you know, whether you're a cop or not, you know, and it's a big so homie. The cop, was try, the cop was trying to get him, get him out the unit. Exactly. So I'm there and I'm like, I'm in the back. I'm with deer in the headlights and stuff like that because I already know what the fuck's about to, you know, crack off. Like, yeah, I'm not going they, for that. Yeah, they, 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 they ain't going for it. They about to fucking you know, <laughs> smack this cop up and I have to jump in regardless. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened. You know, sure enough, they started taking off on the cop and, and we all started taking off on the cop. He crawled out of the unit and you got like, um, you know, storefront, like metal, metal guard, metal gates that come down okay. and just lock you in into your unit. Right. And they came in with like big Berthas, which is like block guns and smoke guns and blop, 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 just, you know, cans of smoke in there, tear gas and, and you. What you was doing? What you Man. was doing? So I'm looking around. I'm, you know, you I'm not a veteran. It's my second time. It's, it's, it's only been yeah. a week. So I'm looking around to the big homies, what they're trying to do. They're flooding the floor. They're flooding the floor and they you got wet. Get, you got to wet the thing in the yeah, towel they, and all that. Wet towels, wet t-shirts and stuff. And yeah. you put it, that's the only way you're going to be able to breathe. And we had some milk too. That's the only pouring way. Pouring a little bit of milk mm -hmm. on your eyes and just staying on the floor. As soon as you stay on the floor and you see a couple of homies just taking off on the cop, you get up. It's their chance. You got to rotate. Yeah, you got to rotate. Yeah, you just got to rotate. But they're in there with helmets and they're in there with like pads and like broomsticks. They're just taking dudes off from the feet. You know, like just, just sweeping you off your feet, literally, and you smacking on the floor, breaking teeth and all sorts of shit. So what was the outcome on that? Man, um, so they locked us all up, obviously. They zip-tied us and threw us all into another holding tank. Um, you, get a, you get a committee hearing. Okay. They tell you, yo, you fucked up. Um, doesn't matter if you if you didn't participate, you didn't do anything. If your knuckles was wasn't fucked up or not, you know what I'm saying. You from the same car, you a Southsider. All y'all motherfuckers is going to the hole. So we went to the hole. I was in the hole for like three months. Okay. Fucking grew a beard. Uh, had a had long ass hair. Eating, how was that though? I mean, now, now, eating, now eating, you just eating juice. How long was it before you went to the hole from from? You, immediately, or they took you like a week later? Nah, like literally, that 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 from from that huge holding tank, you go straight to the hole. So and it was immediately after no, the fight. No windows. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can only see in the hallway. Air conditioning blasted twenty four seven. Super cold. Yeah, and I and I had a bum ass motherfucker as, as a celly. Wow. He was a Southsider from Venice, but he he was um, he was he was always smacked back. So. What's he that? was already done. Oh, he was on heroin all the time. Okay. Um, and he was older, so he was already just like he's lost his mind. So I had, I had to check him every, every damn near every day. So just dealing with that. So you went to the box. Oh, That's the yeah. first time ever in the box. Yeah. How no, was that? 
nothing to read, not even a Bible. You, you in there just trying to chop it up with, with a dude that's literally a bum on the streets mm -hmm. just so you could pass time, push-ups, burpees. You know, um, and you, had then, to take, you had to take your shit with him there. Yeah, you got I mean, bird, ba bird bath. You ain't, you ain't, they, you ain't going to a shower. You're gonna bird bath in the hole. You, that, that's that's definitely, you know. So I learned, I learned how to fish though. That's where I learned how to fish. This is where I was like, um, you know, bringing it, bringing in like bringing in all sorts of stuff. So what happens is like well, a lot of big homies. Doing what? The, the kite? Yeah. So you, I bring you, it down so, so people yeah. can know. So basically you you got to make a line, mm -hmm. you know, just some heavy on the side, you know, just, and you got a light, nice little opening at the bottom of your uh, cell. And uh, a lot of homies be talking through it. Yo, what's up, my boy? You know, like what's going on? Oh yeah, you know, like I got this book. I sneaked it in. One of the one of the uh, food food uh, inmates just dropped it off to me. Mm -hmm. I'll trade this for you with that. You got a book, so the they've already read it. How many times could you read the book? You know what I'm saying? Right. So like you got to tie tie something to it. They'll throw their line out. You smack your line right underneath them, and you slowly but surely bring it in. All the goods come home. Basically, it's whether whether it's food. Um, left some left full like what you used to, you used to use on on the, on the ground full. I mean no, like you put it in a bag, you put it in a little like sandwich bag. So they used to give us like peanut butter and jelly and shit, and that was a treat. So literally, it was a treat, you know. I got you. When you eating juke balls for like three months, that's a treat. Peanut butter and jelly. So were you stressed out in the box? I mean, heavy. Heavy first week. That's what I'm saying. You in the box like, all day in that bitch, 24 hours a day. You in there like, damn. You was supposed. To, you must have been tripping and shit. I came out real skinny. Yeah. And did you have a girlfriend and all that at that time? Or yeah, bitch, bitch took off as soon as uh, as, soon, <laughs> as, soon, as, soon, as soon as the 18 years is looming over your head, bitch took off. So you was in the she, box also stressed about your girl? Yes, my 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 girl, uh, my family. You yeah. know, not so know, because because I come from a tight knit Armenian family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, they they had no problem visiting me. So obviously three months they're gonna be like, you know, where the fuck is this dude? So they they called up. They'd be like, oh, you know, he's in the hole. So um, you can't send out letters. You can't really receive letters. None of that. All that shit in the hole in in L.A. County in in Supermax. It's so how long you was on the county for? Ten months. So you got out the you got out the hole. Got out the hole. Um, programmed like it was it was lovely. It was like paroling. Coming out the hole was like paroling. It was because you were in jail. You felt jail. so good, huh? Man, eating left to right, gained a lot of weight. You know, putting on weight. Working you out like out, crazy. You come out happy like you just came home. Yeah. Let me get chips. Let Making me get that. Let calls. me get that. Make oh shit, I need yeah, to. Yeah. Hell so, yeah, um, I bet. and I was just at that point, I was over it already. You know, being being in there for ten months, I was I was ready to catch my catch the chain and 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 hit oh, hit oh. the yard. But um, the thing is, they were trying to give me a lot of time, mm -hmm. you know, for some bullshit um, for people owed money because because the judge and the district attorney knew I had money. I come you know came from. Um, I, they knew I was a hustler. They knew I had money that, that I didn't need to do that. So right. for, for that, you know, I was trying to convince them that, yo, yo, I know you're trying to give me some time, but don't try to give me no, you know, three strikes. So um, they, I worked it down to three years. Okay. Eighty-five percent with two strikes, not not the third, and um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, not 
they wouldn't not give me that second one. They had to give it to me. So they gave it to me, and um, that was the only way I could take it. Right. Um, I took it, and about two weeks later, I caught the chain. And okay. it was just like, it was, it was a surreal moment, knowing that, you know, that's it. You know, all, all the things that, that you have heard about, that you've seen in the movies, you know, that's what you're going to experience. Mm-hmm. But I know, you know, being a Southside, I ain't worried about, you know, none of that, um, all that gay stuff going on and stuff like that. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't mean how, I, I don't know how it is on your, on your podcast about, you know, talk about languages like that, but, yeah. you know, talk no, like that. No, you can talk about whatever's yeah, on your mind. So, you know, the, I knew none of that shit would happen. No, no, you know. Yeah, you don't have to bring that around you. Yeah, none you, of that. It was good. Yeah, you know, everybody was, everybody's stuff. In fact, if you sex play, you know, in a, in a Southside car, you're going to get fucking mopped up. Like, they're going to stab you to death, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. But, That's uh, one of the ground rules. Exactly. But right before I got, right before I got sentenced, I remember, like, I, um, one of the craziest situations that happened to me in, in county was when um, I had to go to court for the sentencing. Mm. And two other big homies that already had all day was with me. Okay. So, and in, and in Valencia... Santa Clarita, you got new booties coming in that got caught up from, from Friday, Saturday, mm. from like a, let's say a DUI or a drug charge. So they're in that same tank as you and they're in the streets outfit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of homies knew to get caught up in Valencia and pack their ass with a whole bunch of dope. That's where the transactions would happen and stuff like that. You that know? shit was so, crazy. Yeah, so they'll meet up right there. Exactly. Because you're so, gonna see, you're gonna see them coming. Yeah, back. you just came right from the streets and you you just give it to, exchange. You know, take it, one balloon right out, clean it out, and you know, throw it in yours and in, in your birthday suit, and you gone. And you gotta, you know, you gotta have Focus. that touchdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta to make where sure it got a touchdown. You know, make sure that shit get there. Exactly. So go ahead. Exactly. So we was there for sentencing for a couple of days. The first day was a dope party. I hadn't done, I, I hadn't done um, coke in a, in a long time. Partied with the homies in there. Um, just, it, it, it was a surreal experience. Just, ha, ha, you know, partying in jail. It was, yeah. That was like one of my first experiences. No alcohol, no weed for a long time. I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? You know, like this shit hit me different. Next day... <laughs> These same dudes is over there and, and um, the district attorney and the, and the jailer comes in and opens the door and drops them, some dude off. Goofy ass motherfucker. You know, long hair, a lot of like, you just could tell like this dude's off. Something about him's off. Mm. District attorney comes back about 15 minutes later and, um, you know, is trying to call the dude back to the window so she could, you know, read his charges because you're going to hear what everybody's charge is when you in that tank. Okay. So, um, turns out dude's there for showing his shit to little kids at the park, mm. flashing himself. And the homies, I, like, it's just a gut, gut instinct. You, got, you turn to your homie, you're like, what the fuck did you just hear? What the fuck is, you know? And, you know, you know my boy, you know, you, know, you know what time it is, you know, when they close that door, Dalegas, you know, like, you better light that fool up. All of us. I'm in there already. Trying, I'm getting sentenced. I'm thinking to myself, damn, man, I just signed the fucking deal for three years. <laughs> you know, I'm a young homie. These, these dudes got life. Ain't got nothing to worry about. But I'm going to get smashed out if I don't do it. And he's a pedophile. You know, you can't get mad about that. 
Sox or whatever. Let's do it. As soon as that gate closed up, man, we just let let old boy have it. We were stomping on him, stomping on his fucking cranium, like kicking his face in, hmm. all sorts of shit. And um, cops rushing up in there. They didn't. That's what I was about to say. They did. They like normally. I was already there for ten months, right? So you, they hear some sort some sort they of stuff. There. They in there right away. So that triggered something in my head, like, yo, they put this dude in here for a reason. Mm. So um, 30, about 30, 40 seconds later, we, that's a lot of time to mop somebody up. You know what I'm saying? That nigga washed up. Ex- exactly. They're dra- they dragging him out of there already. Yo, they're like, stop, stop. They're not trying to stop you, though. They're just yeah, like, yeah. trying to drag him out. Easy. Like, yeah, easy. But you get know? it in. So, and, and I'm scared. You know, I'm like, man, I'm, that's it. I'm going to catch another strike right now. You know, that's, yeah, I'm fucking rap. It's a rap, and I ain't even hit fucking. I'm still in county. I ain't even hit the yard yet, like in 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 the pen. So um, we just chill for a minute. Everybody's like all the all, all the all the other people, like whites and blacks, and everybody there in the corner, like terrified. Like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like shit about to get yeah, ugly. Yeah. So they came back in and uh, handcuffed us and took us to the to the corridor and stuff. And uh, they're like, yeah, you guys are done. And uh, then the captain comes in uncuffs us, puts us back in a tank. And that was my first experience. And he didn't say anything. That's it. I was, I was like, yo, what's going on? He didn't answer. He just left. I was like, I turned around to the homies. Like, yo, that motherfucker did that shit on purpose, homie. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Those fools are fathers too, dog. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, shit. So that was my first experience knowing that, yo, cops over there. Shit could be corrupt. Exactly. That could happen to me. If, if, if let's say, you know, like I owe money to somebody and a cop is paid off or mm-hmm. gets mad at me, he could have somebody else do that to me. So it was, it was a big, it was a big wake up experience. But at the same time, it was a big relief too. You know what I'm saying? Right. You smashed out somebody and and uh, you get away with it clean. Yeah, you was good. It, we was good. And actually, you know, you, for 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 somebody that that really didn't have that much experience before, that put that put stripes on my shoulders. Mm. A lot of homies talk about you. They'll say, oh, yo, he's with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No questions asked. He's he Armenian, busy. but he's with it. You mm-hmm. know? So, uh, yeah, man. It was because you always got to prove yourself. When so you ain't not, you, when you're not Mexican you and Southsider, you got to prove and, yourself. Yeah, in them three years, how long? I mean, how many times you got yourself caught up? You know, you got yourself in trouble. You got yourself to put just, you know, you put yourself in, on, you know, as far as start doing other shit, like positive shit and going to school and none of that. What you did with your time? Man, riots all the time. It was just, it was crazy because I got into another three more riots in prison. Got stabbed, stabbed, got four fractures on my face. Okay, what happened with that? How, how uh, that happened? Man, so, so from, from, from uh, county, we hit Delano to, to, you know, basically you got to go to committee where they're going to break you down and uh, tell you you're level two, level three, level four, whatever level category that you're in. They got to let, you know, they'll tell you according to your age and this, that, and that's, uh, that will determine where you're going to land and do majority of your time. Okay. So we was there, for, um, that story is crazy too. So we pull up with the, with the county bus to Delano, we get there and we get put in a cage, like a one man cage. Just everybody's like in a closet cage, just chilling. You get, you get your, uh, CDCR oranges. You got your uh, lunch sack and you just chilling in there until they're processing and putting everybody's information in. And that shit takes for like ever, like eight, nine hours. 
And as soon as, as, soon as you, you, you're done with that and they're trying to house you, they pick me and another Southsider, you know, to go to a, to go to a wing where I knew that was housing uh, Northenios, our enemies. Okay. Um, that, again, you know, all, all sorts of fucking, like, flags is coming out in my head. Like, yo, you getting set up. That story that I just got yeah. done telling I mean, you. you just seen some shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, and we're in Central California. All right. I know is that cop could could have a cousin that's a, that's a Norteño that you know that's why he's doing that. He he hates Southsiders. Oh, we just fucked them up last week. That's you, you might never know. Yeah, you know. So they're walking us to uh, D yard, and I and I'm supposed to be in C yard with the rest of the Southsiders. Mm. And me and the homie, I remember he was from uh, Northside Long Beach. He was telling me, yo, yo, you ready, my boy? They're about to fucking throw us in a fucking thing. You might, you know, like you might not come out of this. It's all fucking Norteños in there. And we got to do what we got to do. What are we supposed to do? Fucking turn around and run, motherfucker, you know? It's not the time right now. It's, it's, that's it. Getting ready. As soon as you get to the door, they're about to open that shit. Oh, where are you going? Car comes in through his fucking uh, thing. I was like, yo, they can't go in there. Those are Southsiders. But what about this Armenian? Yeah, he's a Southsider too. Make us bust the bitch and shoot us back to the to the sea yard. That was a big relief. <laughs> you was like shit. That was a big relief. Hell yeah. You know, because uh, you get about to get eaten up over there. You know, they're I mean, they're about to open the doors. They might even be in the day room and and. How many how many inmates put on pro wing? Um, it was about uh, about thirty cells, two in each cell, two tiers. You know, it's like it's a hundred, it's a hundred eighty yard. So you got a hundred eighty degree yard. Okay. Um, that's what that's that's the, that's the type of housing that, that that they put you in. It's a level three. Mm. Um. So it's rocking and rolling. It's you know, it's a lot of people catching time that's doing all day from over there. That's about to get sent, uh, sent out to like San Quentin. Yeah. Ironwood, Sentinella, wherever. So, so what what uh on. Uh, what time you got stabbed, you said? Yeah, so that didn't happen until I hit like mainline, mainline, cause you still in- What's mainline, mainline like? Like, cause you still getting categorized that in, in prison the first two, three months, like you still getting categorized as to where you need to be. Mm. So they tell me that um, they call me in and they're like, yo, you're a level three prisoner. Cause you, you, you know, you got into a riot with the county cops in county, da da da. So it is what it is. You're going to Sentinella or Ironwood. And both them motherfuckers is, is cracking. It's so, southernmost places, uh, prisons in California, mm. right at the border. So um, two weeks before I get shipped out, I get called to committee again. Um, they tell me that they don't have enough prison uh, room in prison for level three prisoners in California. They shoot us out to Arizona. So um, I, I ride down from, from central California to Arizona on a bus Smelling like fucking balls and ass in there. <laughs> Ain't no fucking bathroom breaks. Is that like four hours? About six with, with the way they drive and oh, how yeah, many yeah. stops those motherfuckers gotta True. make the piss and eat and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? So Okay, good. So yeah, we, we pull up in Arizona and it's lovely. Everything's new. I mean my sales new. I mean, uh, you got a big old TV in the day room. You got vending machines. They're talking about you can order uh, packages once a month while California was once every three months. Mm. You could get a bigger TV. You could get Xbox. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to hit up Surge. I'm going to hit up my brother. This motherfucker about to lace up my fucking room. How the fuck are you? 
So uh, as he did, he looked out for me tough, you know, much love to Serge. So, um, you know, laced up my room fat. Everything was good. I had also. So you all get it all legit. Like they, they, ship, they ship it right to you. Everything, man. I was even getting uh, my weed shipped into me. So um, here's a little secret I'm going to tell everybody that, you know, if you, if you in a CCA that, prison. That's that yard. Yo, yo, get on this. I'm telling you, man. Don't do it all the time, though. So you get a double disc. Tupac's allies on me. You remember how the side opens up? Mm-hmm. You you got this much uh, this much room basically to pack whatever in there. So he used to like you know put all sorts of stuff in there for me, some some weed and shit like that, and and, and close it up. Or my homies would call him up. Like big homies knew that that we were growing. Okay. Oh, like, yo, Ape. You know, so they call me Ape in there. That means brother in Armenian because okay. all, all the Southsiders know, yo. Armenians, they you know if you Armenian Southsiders, they got money. Their name is is gold on the on the on the yard. Okay. Any dope, anything I needed on the yard, they would give it to me for free uh, on front because they knew, yeah. you know, one way or another, I'm gonna come up with the money. So um, yeah, I they, they know they knew. They was like, yo, why don't you tell your brother to meet my my homegirl up, and she go bring it in for us. Two ounces, he could keep an ounce. You'll keep. I mean, you you I'll keep an ounce. You keep an ounce. And you even you ain't even gotta break the homies down. Mm. Like, well, I ain't even trying to sell it. I'm trying to smoke that shit. I love it. Yeah. You know? So um, we did that. They not necessarily, you know, I mean, if they knew you was up to no good, yeah, they were gonna pull you out and like, you know, oh, so, but they had that. that. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. So um, I remember the first time we hit that shit reeked, because everybody would bring in some swag. And Serge, <clears throat> he had some OG Kush, some Madman OG Kush that was fucking reeking. The whole fucking y'all. I'm, I'm talking about every single cell, every, everywhere was reeking. And they started walking around. They, they knew a big shipment, a big hit came down from, you know, uh, of weed. The cops knew. And um, they, they was on their toes. Mm. But as soon as they left, I started smoking with one of my cellies from Westside Bakers, from Bakersfield. Okay. Um, dude, was, dude was a real one, man. He, he loved smoking weed too. And um, we started smoking, fogged up the cell. <laughs> Little do I know in the vents, they got a fucking smoke detector. Oh, shit. Because we've smoked tobacco before, but we ain't ever get it that cloudy. Mm. And um, the smoke detector goes off and, and I'm sweating bullets, man. Marcelli, he's trying to fucking put Old Spice Swagger on the floor, wetting it and trying to hit up the floor, hitting up the wall so it can smell like Swagger, but there's like smoke in there. Cops opening up the door, coming into, the, coming into our, our unit, going from cell to cell, trying to smell that shit. And they smell it in, in the cell adjacent to us and underneath us and adjacent to them because we, we share the same vents. Mm-hmm. So they pull all of us out. One and the and the and the cell right next to me was some Tongan Crips, mm. big old boys. They were mad. They were already asleep. They like to get their rest. So, mm. You know, it was middle of the night. They dragged them out too. They dragged us out. Everybody going through our cell like crazy. Searching your cell. And everything. Searching the cell and everything, man. And um, before they before we got out though, um, I was already on, on on the shitter trying to like hoop that shit. 
so I can fucking keep it because I was like, yo, you know what? It's a whole lot of money. If I flush it right now, they they might, you know, know, turn off the water, catch that shit, and I'm done regardless. So I'm going to take that risk. Hooped it. While I'm trying to hoop it, though, my my selling. For for those those people that don't know what's hooping, (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you got so, yeah, it. You, gotta, you, you basically sometimes, uh, sometimes, not sometimes, it's mandatory. When you get to some yards, you, you got to have a fiero, you got to have a knife on you. So you, you got to learn how to wrap that shit really nice in cloth and balloons and all sorts of shit. So you could. Uh, That's how you used to do it? Yeah. So you, Break it down. A little bit of Vaseline. For those that never been in jail. A little bit of Vaseline. When you say, when you say like. You know, rapping and all that, meaning like what? Yeah, like, you the know, sharp, but, sharp ends, for sharp the kids, ends. For the yo, you know. Sharp, sharp ends, you trying to not cut yourself, basically. You know what I'm saying? You trying to, you know, because because they're going to make you squat. They're going to make you fucking squat and cough, all sorts of shit. So if, if you bend the wrong way and that, you know, it could pierce you. You could fucking, you could kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you actually used to put the shit up, up, up your, used to booth just the booth. You have, you have to. Going to the level three yards. Man, if you know, if you knew it was, was about it? to crack I mean, off. What, but like what? What you used to put in your, I mean, like, not, I mean, a razor or a knife? Nah, so you, tomahawk. So you, you basically get a pencil and uh, you break a razor, get the razor out of it. And when you, when you open up a, a, the wood in the middle of a, of a pencil at the end, put the tomahawk in there, the, make it as a tomahawk and just, you know, wrap it up. Try to with cloth as much as you can to like to hold it tight and, and whatnot, and then wrap that part up too. And uh, pencil, you could use a pencil as long as you want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you want it small, so you take it out, do what you got to do, and, and get rid of it. You know, okay. sometimes you got to run to the toilet and flush it right after do you do what you got to do on the yard. Okay. So it can't be that big. It can't mm-hmm. be. It's, you know, lot lot of homies. What they would do, they, especially if you was locked up in a in a cell for too long, you know, uh, on lockdown, you're not gonna go to the hole in, in in prison like that. They're gonna lock you up in your own cell. They shave off their own um, bed bed liners, metal parts from their bed liners, scrape it up on the floor all night. You could hear it like shh, 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 going at it days before the you know yard. That's how you know it's gonna crack really. On the yard, night before, you all the big homies they're shaving, shaving their shit on the floor, making it sharp. They're getting ready. Yeah, they're getting ready. So whatever you got around you, you gotta make do. You 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 really even if you get a piece of plastic and a lot of homies is blessed with a lighter, they they'll melt plastic up. You can make a pretty sharp end out of plastic, right. you know, and you gotta hoop that. It's, you you just gotta. It doesn't matter where you put it, really. You mm. just gotta show up with it to to yard. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do, how you get it. You just you gotta bring it saying? out. Yeah. Yeah. So you was you was you was put in that situation a few exactly. times. Exactly. I was actually the the first time I had to do it was in county. Now not with a not with a um, a fierro. It was not a knife, but um, a hot kite or some dope. You know, yo, um, this dude pulled up. Is he good? You know, the big homies got to ask another homie that's on the other side of prison. Because when you go into court. That's when that's when movements happening. Mm. So you get somebody that's in Santa Clarita and in, in Wayside, and somebody in downtown LA at the Twin Towers facility, and we all got to like, and he has somebody that's got to go to Van Nuys Court. I got to go to Van Nuys Court. I gotta find somebody from his unit. Yo, you from his unit? Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Got to take that shit out, clean it out, change the balloon. He puts it in another balloon. Whoop. 
you know? Goes uh, back to his unit, yeah. So he, he's got, that kite's got to land. He's expecting that kite. The homie on the other end is expecting it. So they got to get it however they got to work out. Exactly. And, um, and if they find out, for, like for instance, if they find out you, you in that same tank and you ain't trying to raise your hand to take that kite back, homie, like, oh, why you, why you acting like a bitch? Mm. Motherfucker, you know you from that unit. So, you know, oh, it's food, it's, he's, he's ranking out. You know, you're gonna get dealt with. Mm. You're gonna get calientada. You're gonna get, you know, 13 so you seconds. Said you have, so you have you got stabbed in there? Like, you know, yeah, what, yeah, for what yeah. reason? What happened? So, um, got into a pretty big riot with uh, Fresno Bulldogs. Those are the Norteños and Fresno Bulldogs are the arch enemies of Southsiders. Mm. Everywhere we go in California, we're deep. Southsiders are deep in, pre in prison, any prison you go to. Mm. Um, so, but these dudes is big and like, Big and really tight knit. They're very disciplined. Mm. They got to be because when you when they outnumbered, they have to be you know tough. Mm. So what happened was um, California prison system changed up while I was in there. Like literally, they were uh, changing the uh, the point program. So like if you were at certain pro uh, points, um, you were no longer level three. You were level two. So you couldn't stay at that prison. You had to go to another prison. Okay. The less le yeah, lesser yeah. security prison. So. Um, a lot of dudes was going to fire camp. They were sending us to either Jamestown or they would send us to Susanville, which was up north. Jamestown was for Southern California camps, which is still up north. It's in Calaveras County across from San Francisco. It's way up there in the boonies. You go and you got to uh, basically train how to be a firefighter for a dollar a day, mm. you know, jumping fires and all sorts of shit. And I wasn't having that really. I, I'm, not, I'm not really a physical ed type of motherfucker. I don't right. like to work out. I don't like to do any of that shit. I, I, I like to, like, you know, if I'm going to get a motherfucker, I would get him with a gun or a fucking knife. Right. But um, I, I wasn't into that, you know? So I wasn't having it. And most of the time, we was on lockdown anyway. Southsiders was going nowhere. You know, whites would come in, blacks would come in. They would do about two, three weeks, a month of training, catch a bus and go to a fire camp and start fire, fighting fires. I wanted to go to camp. Trust me, like, camp's lovely. They, they feed you good over so there. How you, so, so how you end up getting stabbed? So, yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, the, the, man, we's on the yard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're, you, like, you don't know it's going to crack off, but it cracks off. So we're, we're on the yard, hot-ass motherfucking day. These dudes, these uh, Fresno Bulldogs, they're not supposed to take their shirts off because, um, first of all, there's no Yavero on the, uh, over there. there. There's no shot collar like every, any other prison. Mm -hmm. Like in California, you can't you you can't just do something on your own. You gotta you gotta you gotta get word from the shot collar. Right, Jamestown right. didn't have it, so these dudes was trying to do their own thing, that run their own program. And every yard you go to, if they're sharing a yard with us, we run that motherfucking yard. They they can't they can't have a say so. Right. And they can't show their tattoos. They can't walk around without a shirt acting like they're tough. They can't be flexing. Yeah, they, 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 like they. they can't be flexing. And they did. Big homies weren't having it. They got together. And like I told you, a lot of big homies from level fours and level threes was dropping points because the point system changed. Now you start getting politics on a yard that never politic before. Mm. You know, it's, it's a training yard to go to, to go to, to go to, to firefighting. So these dudes made it into a straight up level three level prison four yard you know and um as soon as it cracked off 
um, sirens go off and you know the towers are starting to shoot out. And we didn't have live guns over there, but they had the, the big Berthas and stuff like that. And they would shoot up blocks and smoke. And you seeing homies running and digging holes on the ground that where they would stash their shit, mm-hmm. you know, on the yard, trying to get it and stab them. Stab, stab as, many, as many people as you can from the opposition that they keep running, they right. keep running, just stab them. So for me, I take my shit out and I'm trying to run up to a motherfucker twice the size of me. He comes up to me and he cracks me once in the face and I fall down. As soon as I'm on the ground, grab my shit back up, hit him once in the stomach. He gets back up and he's like, Mm. you know, restless and shit like that. Gets my same fucking strap off the floor because I hit him too hard and it fell off my hand again because they're small. You get get no uh, sort of grip on that shit. Okay. Yeah, grabs that. Starts stabbing me, and he was on the floor already because he was he was reaching out, and he stabbed me. I got stabbed twice on my leg over here, uh-huh. um, and from that initial initial uh, clock, yeah, I got four punch. fractures. Yeah, I got four fractures in my face. So, um, man, it was. But the adrenaline won't keep you won't keep you on the floor. You, you, just, you just kept going. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they're trying to say stop, but the homie said, "Yo, don't fucking stop." Yeah. homie, get him, get him, get him. Hell yeah. Yeah, so you smashing, you stabbing, you smashing as, as, as much you can. At the end, when it was all said and done and the dust settled and shit, you on the floor and everybody's on the floor, you're getting zip-tied, hog-tied, mm. and uh, they trying to see anybody that basically has blood on them. Mm. And I'm gushing. So uh, they, take, they take me to the hospital ward and um, they stitch me up. And they try to. They asked me if I wanted to do an emergency, um, like a, a operation to put some plates and stuff in my face. I, I ain't trying to do all that shit, you know. Like I was like, yo, I'll, I'll chill here, eat some hospital food for a few days, you know what I'm saying? And then you can shoot me back. So that's what happened. Um, it, it was one of the toughest experiences I had to I had to endure. Like it was painful, man. Yeah. It was it was really painful. Like from that point on. You couldn't walk like you once you've been stabbed like that, you can't walk without looking back with any type of noise happening or anything like that. You're you'll always be, like you'll be, be today, on point and be jumping. And shit. You, yeah, you, you're on your toes at all times. I guess times. I guess, you know, you get that from being in jail because I'm always like this, too. Like, what the fuck? Somebody walk too close to you. Like, oh, you know, why is yeah, he walking you, too man. close? You know, like, why is he looking like this? So, what, what year you came home? Um, I came home in 2013. Okay. Summer of 2013, July, and um, you know, how was coming, that like? It was it was lovely because I knew I was gonna come home to a to pretty to something really nice. You know right. what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. brothers, I was I was hearing they were doing numbers out there. You know what I'm saying? Like we were, we're I don't know if you know, but we're really really successful in the weed game right now, and that. Those, so, so you came home to it. Yeah. So we basically we they was growing on heavy heavy numbers and heavy skills. Like we 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 were doing good before I went, but they were doing better when I came out. They were they were already you it know was lit light years ahead. And you come Focus. out and um, everybody that had, that had put on mm. was was a boss. Already, mm. You know, it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, you you had to start from the streets again. I had the formula. Right. I put a I put majority of you them have the on. support from your family though exactly 
So and they and they helped a lot. That's what I'm saying. They helped a lot. They showed me the they showed me the ways of, so of what, was what you going got into. As soon as you get home, like you know what you uh, you know you told yourself, let me get on my job and what you started doing. You at, know? at first, the first year was hard. It was definitely really really hard because um, um, you know you're accustomed you're accustomed to a way for for the past three years three and a half years that like yo you gotta act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Everything you know on the streets is done when you go into prison. Mm-hmm. And you gotta reprogram yourself when you get out of prison. Yo, you, you, when you see somebody of another race, you can fuck with them. You can talk to them. You know, this, that. So it was, it was, it was basically, you know, breaking out of that shell for me to say, okay, I could fuck with this dude. I could do business with this dude. Because in jail, it's different. You can't. Can't, you can't break bread. You can't. You can't nothing. talk to different different cultures and shit. Nah, I'm not up. racist. I love every race. Yeah, yeah. Really. No, like, I, feel I love you. every race. But it's just the way the system is built. Exactly makes you racist. You have to be racist in there. They have you have to be. And if you don't, you're gonna get mopped up. That's it's just simple up. as that. Yeah. So guys, so now you home. I'm home. Um, started hustling from the streets again, and um, you know I'm on parole. I you know watching myself tough though because I can't do majority of the stuff they doing. How long you was on parole? I was on parole for three years, and I. Uh, had, I had to reset it because I actually absconded on my parole. Like I, I took off. I was, you know, I was on the run for a year actually. Oh. After after two two months of getting that parole and out of prison, I, I I went to Lebanon to my country. I took off. I asked my parole officer. He wasn't he wasn't trying to let me go. Mm. You know, um, I met somebody. I met my future wife out there. You know, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to get married and have kids and settle down a little bit to to you know hone me down a little. Yeah. And. Um, I found somebody from back home and hadn't seen my grandparents for a while. They were feeling ill and I had been down for three, uh, about three and a half years. So um, friends passing away, family members passing away. You wanted to go back. You know, like you, you miss a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't trying to miss that too. So I went, saw them, not stayed out there for nine months, came back, did another about three months in county. For a violation. Okay. That was the toughest three months though, because that I mean, you've already gone to prison, so you know you were back in county. Starting over. Yeah, it's like, you know, you sometimes get uh, nightmares of damn, I'm 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 locked up again. You wake up, oh shit, okay, cool, I'm home. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, living that nightmare of yo, I'm back in county, but it's a it's a two three month lid. It's nothing. You know, but I gotta get home. You're married now. You know, you, you can't be fucking around. You know, and uh, it was a, it was tough because literally being outside the country for nine months, coming back to LA straight from LAX, getting gaffled up on the on the on the plane, taken straight to county for processing. That was the worst seventy two hours of my life. I can honestly say. Uh. Uh, I felt like I was gonna die from the exhausting fucking, you know, travel and everything like that. So, uh, getting out, I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm back in America, start my parole, set a fucking solid foundation, mm. you know? So, um, started, started from scratch, started um, growing, started making a name for myself in the streets as far as like, you know, Pedaling a few pounds here and there, this, that, you know, you got to get street cred first, you know. At that point, my brother Serge had a huge name. My brother Fidel had a huge name. Okay. Um, Big Tuna Mike, my other partner, huge name. You know, they're, they were doing like crazy things. And he was talking about, you know, you know, 
we're gonna partner up with Burner. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Thanks to Steve, you know Steve Labelle. I mean, okay. I gotta tell you, man. He's uh, if it wasn't for for him, we wouldn't be where we're at. He was he was the recipe of success. He's the, he's a part of the the recipe. You know what I'm saying? And uh, God bless you, Steve. Thank you very much for giving us that opportunity. Um, yeah, when I, when I heard that, I was like, yo, we're getting catapulted to the top. All the years of, you know, growing, making a name to, of your, uh, for yourself on the streets, trying to, trying to show what you, what you can bring, how you, how you stand out differently than all the other Joe Schmoes that are growing right now. They're doing the same thing. Exactly. Because, yeah. um, you know, the weed game is pretty, is, is, is small in a sense, but also like, very a lot of people is trying to do it whether or not they're successful or not that that's a whole nother conversation but a whole lot of people are in it mm. but at the same time it's a tight-knit community where a lot of people know each other you know what i'm saying so um for us to be able to have partnered up with burner mm -hmm. to, to starting the, the cookies maywood but it's like the mecca it's like the the, the mothership right of all the cookies okay uh southern california they didn't know anything like this. They had the Jungle Boys, they had Connected, but they didn't have cookies. Cookies, you know, they, we brought it down to LA and we, we, you know, we put it up on the map, like doing everything from Serge and Mike growing the best weed mm. in the world, to Steve bringing in all of the celebrity friends to helping us out with notoriety and everybody. Not just, you know, sometimes you get you get people that bring in celebrities yeah. and like, you know, to, to, just to endorse it and that's where it ends. Right. The celebrities fall in love with our product. That's mm. where that's where, you know, that's what changed takes the game. It to another level. Absolutely, yeah. of course. We we ain't just some corn dogs doing this. We mm -hmm. ain't no corporate corporate motherfuckers. We street, we're hood. We've been around and we've been doing this for a long time. Mm. So um so you, so you got into the game early. Exactly. When I saw that happening, you know, like when, when I saw that, you know, yo, Steve told me, yo, why don't you make a name for yourself too? Let every single one of you can shine and, and make, do something. In your own lane. Yeah. And I got the opportunity to do that about a year and a half ago. I was, like, I was sitting back. I was like, yo, I'm going to get back to my, where, where, I, where I was once. Mm. You know, I want to do a boss move. I don't want to just like, you know, do stuff here and there and be in the shadows. I want to I want to step up. So I created Gas No Breaks okay. uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, I paid one of the best designers to uh, in the weed game uh, to come up with this beautiful Gas No Breaks logo. Um, we have some of our best family recipes going in with tender loving care into our plants getting put into our jars and our bags. And um, again, black market. I started from the This is the hottest market. shit, huh? Man, ask Let's about Let's give it up to player, man. Ask about it. That's what's up, man. Yeah, thank you. That's what's up, man. You know, like, like um, at, at this point, at this point, you know, it's just, um, I've made such a good name for myself on the streets. I, I would never thought, I would have never thought to myself, man, yo, like in prison, sitting in prison and stuff that I would get back to the pedestal that I was at. But they want you to die. They want you to fucking curl up and do mm -hmm. nothing. The whole system was designed for you to basically- To break you. To break you to mentally and physically and for you not to be able to get back to where you are. You know, everybody's a man. Everybody fucks up. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Human. Everybody's human. Everybody fucks mm-hmm. up. You know, and and you just gotta you just gotta figure out, yo, don't die, man. You you can't just curl up and die. That's what they will fucking want you to do. You yeah. gotta step up and 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 take what's yours already. I, like I said, we we know the recipe of the game. So you've been doing it. Hone, hone it in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And focus on that and try to get to uh, try to get to new heights. Right now. Um, we've got a lot of new future projects going on, mm. you know, um, go, going back to our old ways too. We, we hire a lot of homies that, uh, uh, that are ex-prisoners that don't have the opportunity to get into a situation like we did, you know, to be blessed, to work with something that you love to do. I mean, think about it. We wake, we, we wake up and we fuck with weed all day and we make a living off that. I would have never imagined to do that before. You know what I'm saying? This is something that I love to do. Like, this is my passion. And I make money off of my passion. Facts. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what's up, man. Just don't give up. You can't give up. You can't think of yourself, oh, I got two strikes. No, no, play. Now you got kids because you've been home. Me. Yeah, I got, kids, I, got a, I, I got a kid. She's, uh, I got a beautiful four year old daughter. Uh, I'm still with my beautiful wife. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good shit. Yeah, man. Just uh, my my family's growing. Um, just a whole lot of like I was mentioning earlier. I got a lot of projects um, in the near future that's about to go into fr- get into fruition. Like what? Um, I can't talk about one, but one of the other uh, projects that was recently launched a few months ago, uh, Fiore, my brother, and his partners. Um, that's one of the hottest brands out there too in the legal market. Now, okay. We gotta remember, I'm still in the black market. Right. Uh, my next move, my my thing that I was telling you, mm-hmm. this, that, that 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 special thing I got cooking up, it would be me going into the into the legal market as well, having gas no breaks in the legal market. Exactly, in, in the cookie stores, Facts. Dr. Green Thumb, yeah. and all that. And, and that then you really right, yeah, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what you're working on. That's I mean, that's it's in the works. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, let's give it up, man, for Player, man. Player, man, what you, what you think about um, um, jail reform? You know, um, you think it's necessary? It's, it's done in all, all the wrong ways because politicians ain't gonna give a fuck about you. Mm. If voting mattered, they wouldn't let us do it. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta basically, they want us to vote in these goofy ass rules and laws that that basically um, they either swing both ways in the pendulum. Like mm. for instance, they they did prison reform laws where they basically let out a whole lot of people that wasn't supposed to be let out. And what that makes it do is all the other people that's in there that need to get out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can't make paint us a bad picture. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They letting out rapists. They let they letting out um, sex offenders and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. All the wrong people that shouldn't be getting out are getting out. All the ones that sh- should be are still locked up. Um, a whole lot of weed reform, I mean, uh, weed uh, prison um, prisoners are in there that right. don't need to be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Thanks to Kamala Harris, right. you know, um, she's locked up so many people, so many people for weed offenses. In in our uh, Yo, you, great state, and she's about to do it nationwide. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, you know, she's like, about to do it nationwide. Like, everybody you know, told can, me we, like we that. We can't she's... have that. We can't have that. You know what I'm saying? No. But at the same time, man, I, like it's not about it's not about politics like that. It's about 
it's at the street level level really. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just like drugs, man. If somebody wants to stop with drugs, they gotta they gotta want to stop. If you still have that itch to do drugs, even if you go to any sort of rehabilitation, it's not gonna help you. It's not in your heart. It's not. It's not in your heart. You got as a man, as mm-hmm. a woman, or whatever, who, whoever is that put in that situation, they gotta be able to want to leave that certain situation. Mm. Now, granted. They got to have family members and friends to show them better times in order for you to do that. Like, let's say if you were, you were a two-time loser mm-hmm. and you want dope, you live in a ghetto part of the hood and there's no brighter opportunity in front of you, it, that's just going to bring you back in. So we, as, as ex-prisoners that are doing good, mm-hmm. um, you know, ex-felons that's doing good right now, have to go back and try to help those people and give them opportunities for them to be able to eat a little bit too for them oh, to, to puff bo- their chest up and be like, yo, he, he just reached down and helped me up. Facts. Just, just to be able to survive out here. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need that hand. A lot of guys come home and they just if, they if need you, that. If you're waiting for the government to help you out, don't fucking hold your breath. Mm-hmm. Homies got to help homies out. Mm. Got to reach, reach back and see, yo, how can I help my homie that's just paroling right now? Or how can I help my homie that's about to parole right now? Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. he doesn't go back. That's the move. That's that's what it is. That's help what each it other is. out. You know. That's right. That's why we got this platform, man. Just to you know share, you know, for you know for the youth, for the peoples, you know, uh, uh, for those that don't have that never had a voice. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people come home and they just be hurt prisoners. You know what I'm saying? They be having shit. You know, like I don't had episodes where people just they open up because they they never had a chance to open up and felt how they. Never get to express themselves and shit like that. They've been holding that shit. You know what I'm saying? See, when I was growing up, a lot of my homies, a lot of my big homies would actually um, tell me, yo, you got to go to prison, homie. <laughs> hey, player, you got to go to prison so you can learn the fucking tough way, dog. And I used to tell myself, why do you want me to fucking go to prison and do, do bad? <laughs> shit. I didn't know the value of it until I went over there and mm. I was like, yo, this shit's watered down, bro. Yeah. This shit is watered down because you got homies from all sorts of, uh, like from Riverside County, mm-hmm. from San Bernardino County, that have never even met an Armenian mm. Southsider. From San Diego County, that have never met an Armenian Southsider. Wow. Now it's like, yo, what the fuck is this fucking white boy doing in the hood with us? Yeah, yeah. Or sitting at the fucking table with us and shit, with the mesa, hearing about what we got going on and woo, woo, this, that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck you, homie. I'm a fucking Southsider. I'm, you know? Yeah. I'm Armenian, but I'm a Southsider. What's up, motherfucker? You know, you always got to prove yourself. You always got to prove yourself. But see, like, um, yeah. Maybe. Hey, listen, um, with that being said, I want to, um, why, uh, why do you think uh, shows like this is important for the youth? Um, you got to, you got to, you got to break that cycle when they're young. So like I, like I just mentioned, you, you don't, don't make your young homies want to go to prison just so they can learn. Mm. I mean, honestly, it helped me, but it didn't help a lot of other people. You mm. know what I'm saying? You either got to go to college or you got to go to go to prison to learn something. You know what I'm saying? Either way, you're going to have to learn. A man that a man that doesn't experience anything like either college or prison, I can't really fuck with, I can't really trust. So don't push your little homies to go to prison. Don't push them to do dirt in order for them to find themselves in the same predicament that you found yourself 15 years down the line. And now you trying to, you know, uh, help out the homies. But, um, you know, you you got other people in the hood that's trying to bring them in. Mm -hmm. Yo, 
Come on, do it this way. Let's do it this way. I mean, it's about, show them it's about money. Show them it's about money. It's a wrap. They'll never want to go back to doing dirt, like going and stabbing people. Get that money. Get that money. It's the fastest way, I'm telling you. It's the fastest way to help out your homie. Well, uh, player, I want to thank you for coming, man. Man. Appreciate having you, you, man. You know what I'm saying? You already know it's your boy, Pete. Y'all talk. You already know. With my boy, player, you already know. West Coast. Gas, no brakes. Gas, no brakes, baby. What's up, what's up, people? You already know, it's your boy, Pistol Pete. Welcome back to Dog in the Yard and that Yard Talk. I want to thank Player for coming through, uh, first and foremost, breaking it down to us. I mean, all his trials and tribulations, all his changes, all his, you know, his 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 transition from going through all that, you know, all that, all, all, the, all that experience of prison and all that, going to jail three years and all that, them now coming home, doing his thing and all that, you know. Shout out to Player, keep doing your thing. Uh, shout out to all my peoples out there, all my Armenians out there in the West Coast. You already know, nothing but love and respect, man. I can't let you go without checking out that merch. I want to see everybody out there this summer wearing that merch. T-shirts, sweaters, whatever you want. Just go check it out. Until next time, it's your boy Pistol Pete, dog in the yard. And that yard talk. Get at me. <laughs> This is a step, this is how gangsters do it Splash, step, one, two I'm in a whole lot of zones, zones They look like kalanoscopes I got the white for the white boy that's sniffing the shit Then he's eating down the slopes I got the can for that lady that thinks she could take it But know that she can't I got that work for that work That's gonna work right after it works Look, I put